This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, so we are... I want to add one or two things to things we said before, naturally, and Hashlam is the of things, and then I want to um, go on to a new topic. First of all, we spoke about the obligation to listen to Chazal, and you are Mekayim, what the Torah said, if you listen to them, even if they, quote-unquote, said wrong or did wrong. Um, a place that says this quite mefurish is the Drosha Saran, where the Drosha Saran speaks about this in um, the, the number of the Drush is that... Let me just see if I can find it here. It's Drush Yud Gimel. Um, it is. Um, I'm sorry. It's Drush Yud Aleph is correctly, and it says the following. I'll just quote the point. He asks, "What about if we listen to Chachamim and we do something wrong? Will that be bad?" And he says that we are supposed to do it because. The Torah shows us that in the vast majority of the time, this will be the correct behavior. And he says, just like it naturally goes statistically, so too did the Torah tell us to go with Chazal, with, with the Psak of the Chachamim. And he says um, that what we gain, you know, the Torah mandated it because what we gain by listening by far outweighs the possible ones that they're wrong. And his lotion is, the mistakes of big Chachamim is by far less than small people. Certainly the Sanhedrin that stands before Kodesh Baruch with Yishchina. So even though on a very rare occasion, Al-Tzad HaPela Vazorus, Yishchina, they might make a mistake. The Torah didn't care about that rare occasion when they're wrong. Because it is it's outweighed by far by the times that they're right. Um, that's one thing he says. And then he says, I also want to add, Vani that whatever the Sanhedrin Paskins will not bring about a problem because if you eat something that they said is mutter, and it's really usa, the tikkun that you get for your nefesh because you listen to Debe Chachamim, is what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. Who hadover hayosa ovetz etzal yisparach ka'omro hine shmoa mizevach tov. It is better to listen to Kaddish Baruch than bring a carbon. The tikkun that you get by listening to the Chacham takes away the bad that you get from eating the dover ha'aser and so on. So he's talking about where you got a heter and you went and did the heter, not where they said not to do something, where they did a heter. And still listening to Chachamim and following the Mitzvah Sanhedrin is a Mitzvah that's metakin in the Nefesh, all the bad that could possibly come out from the Avera in the, the Ruchnistic sense. So the Ran here says, and this is a very, very important Ran, obviously, in Joshua in Aleph, that A, um, it is possible that, Chaza, that, that Bezna Gadol would be quote-unquote wrong at some point. Like we said, they might be wrong in fact, but they are right 
mitzad halacha, that's what a person ought to do, even if they were quote-unquote wrong. Al-derech hapshat, it outweighs, just like any reasonable person understands, that if we follow the court system, there will be X amount of mistakes they make, but it's by far better than anarchy. So that's the derech hapshat. Besides which, Al-Piruchnius, listening to the Chazal, because Chacham told us to, will provide the Tikkun and our Nefesh that the Ruchnius, um, you know, th- that it was kind of uh, possibly, um, uh, you know, whatever Ruchnius began was caused by the Avera is outweighed by this Ruchnius Tikkun. That's the Joshua's Ram Yudalaf. Next, uh, one more Hashlama, and I said last time, about we spoke about the drushes that Chazal used to darshan, and um, w- w- I said a morale that explains that this is really the token of the pasuk, and it's kind of a um, it's it's uh, it's just that the Torah didn't mandate it and Chazal mandated it. I found two more mekores for this. One is a chinuch, one is a ritva, and that definitely is um, superior mekores than the morale in the sense that they're shown him. <coughs> so let me just read it. One is that uh, the chinuch is on the mitzvah of mitzvah shalom vav of kinyanim. He says, certainly he says, all the kinyanim are takanas chachamim. They view aksuvim lisopem divrehem. And they brought psukim as an asmachta, as a smach. The emes, he says, ki chachmosom hayekoro hasido legolos ayodom. The chachma that they have revealed, hoysa remuzo gnuzo betoch aksuvim was latent and kind of hinted at in the Pasuk. Even though the main thrust of that Pshat is not they can be learned from it. So we have a Chinuch um, that says very clearly the same idea that yes, those things are um, latent in the Pesukim. The Pshat is right. The Torah didn't mandate it because it's not the Pshat of the Pasuk. But when Chazal made it they built it on an understanding that was in Torah. Yes. So there was no obligation for Chazal said it, but it was sort of in the ruach of the pasuk. Or yes, it was the pasuk said aloud. Uh, uh, it's it's like a, a, a an, an, um, an architect in Israel. It's very popular now. People can't afford big apartments, and, um, and yet at some point they will definitely need one and it's a big house to move, so they build buildings where the plans and foundations, everything's been laid for another wing to add to all the apartments. So the preparation's there, and when you build it, it fits perfectly, and it's part of a unified plan, but it wasn't there before. So that's how the Torah gave it to us. The ritual also says this, it's a ritual from Rosh Hashanah. Yes? And why didn't the Torah just give us the whole thing to begin with? Why did, they, why did the Torah wait for Chazal to even talk in it? Um, because I'll... The, the reason that I feel is, um, there, I'll, we'll give you a marshal. There are things that are there because that's the etzim mitzvah, like for instance, Shabbos, and then you have all sorts of dinim, midrabban, and shvusim. Shabbos is ke'ilu, the ikadin, the Torah tells us what is the absolute matzias um, of Shabbos, and then the halachas that bridge the gap between us and Shabbos. Um, they help us, bring us to Shabbos, and that they left for Chachamim, it's only kind of fitting that we create those halachas. It's as if in Torah, it's the part that the Kodesh Baruch gave us, and, and that the part that we've instituted, 
and that is very appropriately instituted by us. Um, the Ritva is in Rosh Hashanah, and it says on the Pasuk of Imre Lofani Malkus Hachanis Shafras. so the Ritva says even though these Pesukim, uh, even though Malkus Hachanis Shafras are not the right to the they're only the Rabbanu to but from the word Zichron Trua and the word Vaylacham Zikorin and Yashem Lekechem and so on, um, it is appropriate. And then he says, Shekol Pasuk. Anything that has an asmata from the Pasuk, Heir or Heyed, Smachos Negirsa, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lasos Kate. HaKadosh Baruch is testifying it is appropriate to do that. That it wasn't given as an obligation, um, and it's just like any type of, um, you know, when you're training a child, you tell them certain things to do, and you leave no room for doubt that this is what you want to do, and there are things that you let him understand that would be appropriate for him to do it. You don't tell a kid, you must buy me a present for my birthday, for Father's Day. Um, that would be sort of taking, it, it would take out the value of it, you make a mention, you know, I think it's very wonderful when kids buy presents for their fathers on Father's Day, it shows their great love, etc., etc. So, th- that kind of gives, it allows the child to understand it is appropriate, but we would like him to do some things on his own. It's not like those who say that it's just like a little trick. They're not creating something out of whole cloth, something completely new. So the Ritva really says exactly that. Same as Sod, the Maral says we have a Chinuch and a Ritva, and both they both came from the same school. That they're, they're both in the school. They're all in the Rashba. So it's all, so that would seem to have been their approach. Those that's a Hashlama to some we spoke about Pesukim Limudim. Now I'd like to go to one more Chelik of Torah that we didn't speak about. That it's part of Torah Shalpeh and is kind of um, been. It's subject of controversy, etc., etc. And that is Agarita. A big part of what we have in the, in the Gemara is called Agarita. Madrashib is almost all Agarita. And would that give me Sinai or not? First of all, let's define what Agarita is. Um, a big problem is that the definition that many gave is negative. In other words, the Shmuel Nugget as well, Talmud says, that which is not halacha is agarita. So basically, anything which is not a halachic sugya would be defined as agarita. That, that's very, very broad. Um, let's see if I can, we can just first list what the things that we would categorize on agarita, and then we'll see what our siyachos is to it. Is it part of Tashmah And must we rely on it, etc., etc. Um, the first thing is, we have a lot of drushes on psukim in the nature of al-tikri, not the halachic ones, which we, you know, which would head under, would be under the yud Midas and so on, 
but tons and tons of all sorts of piruchim and the pasuk altikri shamois or shemois altikri banayich or banayich altik you know and so on and so forth. Um, so pirushim in the psukim are these giving me Sinai or these are Chazal's uh, each and everybody's own drasha um, you find all sorts of uh, stories and events well let's first before that this history they tell us that you know Avram Avinu had a story with Nimrod and had a story with uh, the, the, the um, all sorts of he went in the river all sorts of stories of Chazal that are historical in nature, or, or, you know, purport to be historical, and that's the second part of what we call Agarata. A third part of what we call Agarata are uh, stories that happened. Rabbi Hanna was going in, in, in the ocean, and all sorts of fantastic things happened to him. Are those Misenai? Um, I mean, what, what's, what's the... I mean, can these things be Misenai? Does it make sense that they're Misenai? Um, there is also hashkafis. Uh, if a person noach lo ladam sheyap lapsa kifshon eis vayabu sechaveru, is it like that? Is it is a person? Is it so extremely wrong to embarrass somebody? You're supposed to suffer every form of deprivation. Yes. I mean that's an interesting chazal to quote because that is actually based on psukim in the Torah. Correct, but but you know, kolakos, they are based on psukim also. But but we're talking about the shita and the hashkaf itself. Chazal gave us a whole series of shittas and hashkafas and deos are they misinai? And uh, I guess one more topic, um, there are chazal that seem to be simple descriptions of natural sciences, refuals and, and all sorts of scientific facts, really not in any context, um, what's good to eat, what's not good to eat, what refuals are there, what schools are there, etc. What, what about those? So what we call agaditas are a big Indian, uh, and so also one more very very important point is um, agadas come in different places. We have um, agados in um, the Gemara. We have agados in the famous medrashim. The famous, I mean, um, medrashim that we have a very clear mesorus that have been known and used by the ancients. Um, those are Medjish Rabba, Medjish Tanchuma, Perkei Those Medrashim were used and known and uh, to, to uh, everybody far and, and abroad. They're mentioned as a double Pashat by the Kadmonim. Then there's all sorts of less known. I mean, the Yalkut Shemoni is, is a liquid later, so the Yalkut Shemoni is not, doesn't, you know, Yalkut Shemoni is simply taking out the Medrashim. It's, not a, it's a late work. Of, but then there's all sorts of exotic Medrashim that we have. Uh, they've been put together and collected. Somebody found a manuscript with a Medrash of sorts. And um, we really don't know. Or you have Medrashim that we know the name, Pirkei Shira, um, and we're not quite sure if they were said by, you know, who's the one that wrote it, and so on and so forth. Those are all things that are, um, we need to know what exactly, how to define the Medrashim, and so on and so forth. Um, now, so let's go slowly. Uh, it's a big topic. It's been, obviously, the, the, the point of a lot of controversy. But first, let's get a, um, some sort of uh, definitive Makoros. Was it given in Sinai not? The first thing is Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says, 
the same Mishalmi quoted about the Talmud of Vosik, also, Chadashim, Shum Alevi Oma, Alehem Ve'alehem, it says, Rabbi Shum Alevi says, it says in the Pasik, Alehem Ve'alehem, Kol Kechol Dvorim Hadvar. In other words, it says in the Pasik, Vayitin Hashem Elayash Nelugos Avonim, Ksuvim Betzva Elokim, God gave me, Moses said, God gave me the two uh, tablets written with a divine finger, Valehem, and upon them, Kichol, like all Hadvarim things, Bahar, all the things that God spoke with you in, on the mountain, Mitocha H. That's the Pasik. So, so Rabbi Shulevi Darshan's the extra Vav Valehem, the extra Kaf of Kichol, the extra He of Hadvarim. And he says, it, it includes Mikra Mishnah. It, uh, we got the Psukim, we got the Torah of Exav, Torah of Aped, Mishnah, Talmud, Ve'agoda. Afilu Masha Talmud, Vasik, Asid, Lahoros, Rabo. And even those halachas that, that will be in Shadish later, for Nemo, Lamoshim, Sinai, they were told to Moshe, Sinai. Matam, where we know it from a Pasik. It says, Yesh Dova Sheyomar Eze Chadeshu. Sometimes there's going to come something in the world, Kohelo says, that you think it's a new thing. Meshiva Chaver Vomlo's friend answers, Kvarhoyel Olamim, it's already existed. In other words, many times a person comes up with a new idea, and when he looks back in Torah again, he, he, he finds it as having been latent there all the time. That's Reb Shomalevi's statement. So Reb Shomalevi says very clearly that Mikra Mishra Talmud Nagada and were told to Moshe B'Sinai. There's a statement that comes right next to it. Reb Zerah B'Shem Shmuel says, Ein lemeidim, you can't learn, lo min alochis, not from alochis, v'lo min ha-gados, not from ha-gados, v'lo min tosfos which means from tosefta, elo min talmud only from the Talmud. Um, which kind of, sort of, puts some sort of um, qualifier on what was said before. Even though he, he, these things are misinai, but ain't lemein lemein So here we have our first definitive statement that our goddess came misinai. There are plenty of chazal about how important our goddess are. That ritzon cholahakir misha amavaya olam lamod agada and mashin mayim el There are plenty of chazal that extol the virtue of agada. But one could still say that a god is important. Just like if somebody says that Tzonsos Musashim was important, doesn't mean it's Misina, it just means it's a very good thing. So, um, from all the Chazal, how great the one of Agada is, it still doesn't say Misina. This is a definitive Chazal that says it's Misina. A second Makar, which I guess for anybody who has a little bit sensitivity, is even more powerful than the first one, is that in the Mishnayas, there are no real divrei musr, except for Mesechtas Ovis. And Mesechtas Ovis starts, Moshe Kibbal Torah, Misinai, Mesur, Yeshua, Anshak Nesachdola, Hema Yo'omrim, and then his Talmudim said, his Talmudim said, his Talmudim said. It is very clear, I mean, all the Farshim say it, but you don't need the Farshim really, that the Tana is making a point that the Pirke of us that we're learning now is not the saying of wise people, but it is the Torah given from Sinai came down and revealed itself to his wise people. So it, it, it's, it's very clear the implication that Pirke Avos is a Hemshech of the Messiah's Torah in Sinai. 
Those are our two Mekoros, that there's a world of Agada in uh, um, given from uh, Sinai. I want to add Misvara also um, to uh, two points. First of all, it would seem to us quite ridiculous that Tfilm, which is a detail of Avodah Hashem, we have a Torah Misinai telling us what Tfilm looks like and um, you know, how you're supposed to wear them and, and all of that. And the same thing with every, with every other detail in Torah. And Emunos and Deos, um, which are core, um, what are our beliefs and understandings? There has to be a Messiah to that effect to tell us what is, um, you know, what, 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 are, what is Emunah? Well, what do we believe or don't believe? It's, it's quite difficult to understand an obligation, a religious obligation, without beliefs. There had been one or two Mishnagayim that had a sheet like that, but, but that, that Torah is all about doing specific mitzvahs, and you can believe whatever you want to believe. There's something about that that is so paradoxical, it's, it's, it's ludicrous. Um, in other words, we're obligated to do things even though God doesn't exist. Doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. So there should be at least a core of teachings that came down to us describing what we believe in. Um, it says, Valachta Bidrachav, we have a Mitzvah's essay of doing Midas, or what are good Midas, how do you define them? And all of these things, it's very unfathomable to believe that they weren't giving me Sinai, uh, that there was not a, a tradition. That's, that's one point in Seichel that really uh, needs. The second point is the Torah, part of the Torah, are histories that are lacking. Sometimes they're contradictions. It says, Avraham Hashanah, you're going to be in Mitzrayim, and then it, it was only 210. It, just like if, if Torah is to be complete and to be understood, we need to have some basic answers. It's, 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 it's um, just like for the Mitzvahs, we need to have some basic information. For this, we also need basic information. So Seichel dictates strongly that there was a corpus of um, a Torah Shabbat pair to fill in the gaps for these in Yarek. Yes, Professor. That Rebbe started off this year by talking about the various types of agata, right. agata and the breadth of it. I mean, some of these, what Rebbe's saying now, could apply to some of them, but not correct. Better. I mean, Hashem, correct. Hashem didn't have to tell us about Abraham's childhood. Cor- That's cor- not important. Correct. I mean, it is well, important from our perspective, but Hashem didn't have to tell correct, us that. Correct. 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 In other words, it, it, we also don't have to have refuels. And, and, and things of that nature. We also don't have to have the story of Rav and when he went off to the ocean and saw things. Correct. That point is only that there is a chalik of Torah Misirah called Agada that is binding. Um, it's also, it, 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 and even though it is frustratingly difficult to put Gedorim on it, like in Halacha, it's very hard to say that a person can believe anything and still be called um, can a person believe in God's corporality and still be a, a, called a, a good Jew? Can a person believe God doesn't exist? Can a person believe God doesn't exist? Can a person believe God doesn't exist? I mean, it, it, at some point you say to yourself, it, it's logically just unfathomable. So there definitely has to be a, um, a, an, um, a, a, an agada an that came down with Sinai um, whether all of it, part of it that we have and so on, still are up in the air. 
the it's it's no secret that the um, the the part of Torah that was most maligned uh, was Agada, um, because it seemed to be um, some of it seemed to be just fantastic. Fantastic, I mean, in, in the pejorative sense. Um, it, it coming from nowhere. It seems anybody can dash whatever he wants and so on and so forth. The one who really put it down in writing all the issues and got to work on it very, very powerfully, and, and I, this was his Torah, was the Maral. Um, the Maral also was a tremendous post and it was a rock, but the one who wrote something which all of his firm, even though there are different topics, the core, and it's written at the end of Gros Hashem, he writes in a note, his core job is to learn how to teach people how to understand Chazal. So one of his firm addresses it head-on. It's called Be'er HaGolo. Um, it has six sections, each one dealing with a different element of attacks on Chazal. One is the seeming ease with which they bat around psukim dashing it whichever way they want. The fact that they seem to um, speak about a Kaddish Baruch Hu in very corporal terms. The fact that they seem to say sometimes outrageous things the fact that some of this, their 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 um, the fact that some of their points seem to be um, contrast contrary to what science knows and understands, um, sometimes they say things that are incredibly harsh or difficult, and so on. Those are six tinnies. He says, you know, six. They've tried to poison the well in six ways, and he very very powerfully goes uh, um, and attacks all the people. The safer that really really sort of was a red flag for him was a sefer called Sefer Meira Senayim written by Zayim and Adomim I, I guess you know, if you, I mean the, 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 um, the sefer is built on um, disproving uh, it's, it's nominally a from sefer it's kind of it's not an easy read and um, it, it's, it's basically showing that the chronology of Chazal is off because we have access to modern works of history, um, therefore it is, um, you know, but, but don't worry, Chazal, really, they did the best they could, and they're great guys who really should try to, uh, you know, admire what they did, but we know better, kind of, but, but it still doesn't take away how important and wonderful they were. Okay, that, that's the kind of, I, I guess if I can sum it up in modern uh, slang, that would be kind of the attitude, and the morale is, is, I mean, goes to town with it, um, really, really vehemently. There have been, I mean, he, he was controversial. There were, there were people that said at the end of the day, he is Beseder, not Beseder, fine, whatever it may be, but at any rate, that's really, I guess, that was like the red f- the flag that really kind of made him, uh, it, it got the morale very, very enraged, and that's what the safe is about. I'd like to look at it from Chazal, uh, from, from Rishonim a little bit. Uh, we'll get to the morale, but, but I, I, I do think it's very important to build it on other Rishonim. Morale's uh, point is, morals are very powerful arguments, but they're very morale and has his approach. I want to, the first thing, um, take a, um, the, the Kuzari. And the Kuzari's argument, I think, is a, is a foundation point for um, the rest of, um, f- for everything that will come afterwards. The Kuzaris, the Chava tells the Kuzari, listen, you've made some great arguments, the Talmud is wonderful, I, I really like a lot of it, and it's great, great, great. But, he says, um, the Agaritas are just fantastic, and I have a hard time with them. 
So the 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 um, the Chaver answers, and he says, you know, tell me something. In the chelik of halacha, what do you say about about the about the Chazal? And he speaks about how the, the, their deep analysis, the, the, the desire for emes and, and so on and so forth, he speaks very highly of it. He said, well, why don't you extend the credit and say that the same people who had such a tremendous sense of emes and depth and so on didn't go crazy when they wrote Chazal. And I think that's the most powerful point. Emunas Chachamim, like we spoke last time, doesn't mean believing that Chacham can wave wands and do magic tricks, or even if they know the future, or, or, or even if they know something outside of Torah. That's not what the Chiv HaMuzcham is. HaMuzcham is the belief in the integrity that, um, that the Mesorah Satoru went through people who were Kulo Emes, Kulo Das, and this is the best product that Emes Nas produced. Um, if we take a look at a story and say this story is just out of this world, then we say to ourselves that obviously we missed the boat. In other words, if you meet a person that you don't know, and he talks kind of rambles a bit, and he says things that are this way, that way, the other way, then um, you um, th- then you say to yourself, maybe it's crazy, maybe it's off, you know, maybe it's hallucinating. If you meet somebody who's a very, very big chacham, very deep in his neck, and in a, in, in a certain element, you know, and he, he's smart before and so on, after he said something that's kind of um, very, very, um, it, it's, it's, it's cryptic, then you say to yourself, he's trying to hide something. I'm just reminded of a story, I guess, a little anecdote, is very cute. Um, Rebbech Berlevavitz had a brother-in-law called him Aftali Leibowitz, no relationship, to, no blood relationship to him, who was the Mashkiach of Kamenitz. Uh, he, had, they, he and Rebbech had married sisters. I re- still remember his wife. I don't remember him, but he, they lived right in, under us. That was, she was the world's Sadekis who lived like on bread and water. Very, very big Sadekis, wonderful woman. They were stuck in Siberia during the war. That's where the, the issue of most of went to, and that's where they stuck. Conditions were horrendous. And um, you, obviously couldn't, you could write letters, but they were censored to the hilt. So... I think it was Baron Cutler, or maybe it was someone else. One of the other rabbis in America got a letter during the war, and I, I think it was even on Shabbos, he might have gotten the letter, and he probably writes a letter how wonderful their accommodations in Siberia are, but he writes, as you know, my wife Teibel is brought up, was brought up, is, you know, is brought up in a very, very pedantic and uh, luxurious house, and she she really misses her perfumed soap. Would you be able to attain perfumed soap for us? And I don't remember who, who was that sort. My mother told me a story, and, you know, and they, he said, they must be starving to death. Run on Shabbos, get food, send it out in the first shipment, because you could send packages and so on. Because he said, the day that Reverend Teibel needs perfumed soap, obviously it means that they don't have any bread to eat. You know, that, that's, the, that's the only thing it could mean. You know, there's a context. Um, if, if Chazal was so medactic and with such COVID rice and such emis and so on, and immediately you'd say one person is off, two people. I mean, this is the whole Chazal. And so obviously we have to take their words and say they were hiding something of such depth that they put up a smoke screen to hide it and so on and so forth. That's the Kuzari's um, approach to it. And he says, some things I can explain, some things I can't explain, some things we understand. And the things we don't understand we attribute to the fact that we haven't plumbed the depth.
because that's the credit Chazal deserve from the portion of the halacha and so on and so forth. That's the Kuzaris. It's in Chelek Gimel Samaches to Ayin Aleph for those who want to look it up. Okay, so had, yes, is there perhaps a point to be made that um, within Chazal there are some gradations amongst the different Chachamim uh, that, for example, many of the very quote-unquote fantastical Agadahs deal with Rabba Babachana whereas other Chazals might not have those sorts of agaratas. So Rebbe's referring to Chazal, but perhaps Chazal weren't necessarily monolithic in this regard. But the Gemara itself is the, it was the Haskama of all the Chachamim. In other words, they sifted and took all of the works that they had. And just like in Halacha, they said, this mission is reliable, this memory is worth putting in, this Kasha is Kasha. That they so even if we would say Hassan Rabbi himself had all sorts of strange visions, we would not have put it into the the the, the in, embodied it into the Gemara, and that's another reason. And we'll see soon why we find a distinction between things that appear in the mainstream Talmud and things that appear in non in in in, in so-called uh, medrashim of non-clear origin. I mean, Yeshu also lived in the time of Chazal, and he could have also written a Medrash. And, um, you know, we would find a Medrash, and we would date it, but it still doesn't give it Chazal. Chazal as a corpus, Ravina Vashi, with all the Chacham, like Rebbe, and so on, made a decision. They sifted out, and they said, Rabbi Bochana's memories are memories that we need to, um, to, to, to keep for an eternity in the Talmud. That's where it's come from. So you're right. You do find... In the memories of Rabbi Khan, you, you know, you find now collections, people put collections of Tanoim and their memories. There's definitely, there are definitely threads of um, thought and attitude and perspective that are, you know, each Chacham is unique. And the Gemara says by Rakiva, Malachet Vagadis Rakiva, Klachlachet Vagadis Bahalos. Yes, um, but whatever was put down in the Talmud definitively is kind of a, a um, uh, uh, we have the approval of everyone as being worth. Uh, it's the haskam on everything. Yes, it's the haskam <laughs> of everybody on on that. that right. Um, okay. Um, uh, one more issue is whether there can be machlokas in our goddess. Can we say that something is a das yochid and it's not binding? Is it binding on us? Everything it says and so on and so forth. Those are really issues that have come up. And we need to deal with it. Um, even though the, um, the, the one of the problems is that uh, we need to understand in the Rishonah themselves it's not monolithic, and we're going to find different attitudes, different approaches. What we're tra- what they're trying to get out actually is um, what is a um, what would be across the board things that everybody holds of and what not and so on and so forth um, so the first the first group of people is the Gaonim that we want to look at now a caveat in, 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 in some ways that the Gaonim are the first ones in the Masoras region us and the Gemara which is makes them very important the problem is we have very little of the Gaonim really, really um, written down in any comprehensive way. The Gaonim left very few sperm. There are 
tons and tons of scraps all over and um, you know we, we need to um, try to try to get a shita we also it's very hard to know when somebody finds tons of stuff in Geniza's but you know what they are what the context is are they true are they not true do you trust the person do you not trust the person um, but for better or for worse we do get some sort of shita the goonim that we have that I guess are kind of have a chazaka and that speak about these things is um, there is Reb Sadiyagod who wrote a Sefer Munis Vedeus that's a Sefer that we have there is uh, Reb Haigod who we have Samvis Pirushim and we know his Talmud was the Rif and so on um, we know also the um, Reb Shriragod was famous um, and uh, and there's Reb Nisim going we have on the side of the Gemara from Haigod and Reb Nisim going Pirushim so at least we get some sort of sense of it we know that the Achronim is Yachas to it with, with reverence that's, you know, that's being uh, works that were known and dealt with and so on um, so let's take a uh, let's, let's see if I can sort of pick out some of the points that some of the Gaonim say um, the uh, the first thing is Rav Shurigon and he bring it's brought down in a sefer called Otsa Gaonim which is a collection on Shasov, bits and pieces mo- most everything I have from Gaonim are collections of stuff that was found um, and he says the following point that the only Hani Mili did not give me psuki umikri medish vagada the things that come from psukim that are called medish vagada umden aninhu they're approximations they are um, in other words understandings of each person v'yeshan shukach some of it are that's the pshat they bring some some rice and some of them and the Medjush Rabbah, most of it, many of it, are not um, reliable, and that's why we're not so much of the Vergadah. So the first thing is, he seems to be saying that a uh, goddess come uh, in, in, in they can be not reliable they can be sheetas of people individually which seems to run contrary to the fact of what we saw before about coming down from Sinai and so on and so forth um, the uh, there's another uh, something um, brought down from Shigar of Haigon and he speaks about uh, again, he says all the Haggadahs have things that we we can agree to them and things that we don't agree to them, and we pick the things that we can sort of decide that that's emes. The um, the uh, another member brought from Haggadah goes along the lines of in some kind of and this is a long tshuva. And it's important because it sets the tone to what it meant before. They asked, Reb Haigon was asked the following question. It says in the Gemara um, that what are the Zvos? He make a bracha on Zvos. He said these are storms. And then it explains in the Gemara what are the storms. So he says, 
that HaKadosh Baruch Hu lets down two tears and so on and so forth. Um, he says that it is clear this is Agarita and on this this is what's meant in Samchan al And he says it's obvious that you can't say anything about Chasron HaKadosh Baruch Hu this must be a marshal and and that's how we understand it so he, he, Rav Haigon explains that the concept of that you're not so mechan goddess means and I think if you take a look um, very clearly in in, um, in in his as he um, as he explains it that's his general attitude of Agadis. You cannot take an Agada and say it literally means what it is. Oh, it says that Kashbar cries and lets down two tears. Obviously must have eyes and eye ducts and tear ducts. That is wrong. You can never take a chazal at face value the way you can take a halacha psuka. Allah Hapsukah is meant to be taken if it says that Chatzinezik is 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 knasat, that's the way it is. That's what it means. It doesn't mean it's not a muscle for anything. And um, in Agarata, it's not like that. In Agarata, you need to understand it. And if you look at a whole bunch of places, things that he brings, it has the same type of attitude. In Somchen, like it said before, you're not Somchen, Mishnayis. You cannot just say the statement, it says so in the, in the Gemara. If it's an Agada, it might just be a muscle. Because Agarata don't, are not given always as literal. And I think if you see it clearly, that seems to be the th- real thread of thought in what he's saying. Yes. But that wouldn't necessarily be across the board. That would just be something. Correct, correct, it. correct. And that's the... the and, but, but the automatic means that someone says, Chazal. Um, you don't know what Mephoshe Chazal is. He also says, and Venishal of Haigoyen, what about stuff that's written in Talmud and stuff that's not written in Talmud? And um, he says that uh, the things that were written in the Gemara are very, very meductic. Still, Haggadahs that are written in the Talmud, if you don't have the right shot, you can't be somech. Again, somech means saying, it says mefurish. <coughs> you can't rely, it doesn't mean that they are not reliable, but you can't use it the way it should rely on. Kiklalu, he says, in somcha agada. Avokola kavua betalmud, shalmetsuva lasa shibusho. Anything that's in Talmud, which Chazal have worked on, yeshon alasos came. Kilusheshba medjus nekva betalmud. And so on. So, and, and, if there are a few quotes here, I'll tell you the safer where I am reading it from, where it has it together. I found it to be, um, it's very, very useful. It's a safer called Mayan Chasum. It's El just a Likud. Um, it is written by somebody, Moshe Berfsheim Zalman Philip, put out in Petartik Ventopshin Samaches, as a scummer from... Um, Fisher, if not mistaken, but uh, be it as made as scum is really kind of, he, there's nothing of his really. It's all quotes starting from Sifri down to Achronim. Um, I do want a, a note of caution about quotes. Um, it is very easy to quote material selectively. In other words, if someone has an agenda, he can, he can bring down a thousand and one quotes and kind of 
leave out what it is that he, um, you know, wh whatever doesn't agree with him, and you're just very impressed with the volume of it. Secondly, the um, sometimes people have actually quoted a, a half of, of a paragraph and not the other half, which is kind of, uh, uh, I would say, a little bit devious. Somebody once said, there's an old Jewish joke that a Meshullah came to, to a Gvir and he was telling him of Mamari Chazal about, you know, somebody's coming to Torah and I want to forget that. And he told him, I know the Chazal both ways, I want to hear both sides of it. But at any rate, um, and one more quote from Haigon, um, he, the, the, um, he, he's, he, he's saying that the only, the Mamari Agada that have that token are those mentioned in the Talmud Bavli. In other words, the um, so I'll call upon him. The um, we'll finish off at this point. There's, there's quite a bit more to talk about. The point to make is this: there was a Masoras Misinai for what we call Agada in the broad sense, meaning Kor Munis Vedeus of what happened. We have to be very clear about uh, very clear about um, that there was such a Masoras, there needed to be such a Masoras to give us a whole Chelka Torah. The Gaonim explained two points of Agados. First of all, there is a broad range of Agados. The ones that are reliable are Talmud Bavli Yushalmi, and the main Madrashim, like the Medrashaba, which we have a clear Masoras, who they are, what they came from, and so on, and they've been worked out. Um, we explained before that any Chazal in Brodnik even though it's Waman Yama, but it's Brodnik as the consensus of Ravina Vashi and all the Chachamim. But also, in Seymour Agadis means you don't know when it's Kipshut or not Kipshut. A person cannot use an Agada like you use Allah. Oh, it says me first this and this. Um, and therefore, you can't just take it, relied as it's written. One needs to know that Emma appears. Next week, we'll continue more parts about One last question. Yes. Did, did Rebbe say somewhere um, that there is a certain additional mila of, um, I don't know what the word, the phrase to use, but you know, reliability, I guess, for the Agathas that are in. Talmud, because that was um, process. That, that, yes, as that opposed to the Midrashim necessarily, even well, Midrash Rabbah. I don't know. The, the guy just mentioned Midrash Rabbah. I mean, Midrash Rabbah and Talmud Bavli are very interchangeable. If anyone, if anyone sees them, there's very real any Midrashim that are not really brought. Between Bavli Yashalmi versus Midrash Rabbah, there's a tremendous overlapping. Mm -hmm. It's certainly in Tocha, and even if not in exact language, and you see it's it's all brought up the same message. But there definitely was. People were very medayic in the in the in the girsus of the Bavli, less on Yerushalmi, and not quite in in, in, in the Medrashim. The, the, so there are problems in times in terms of girsus, but in terms of, of acceptability, the main Medrashim, the ones that we have Masaris on, are the Rabbis, the Achuma, Pekrabalaza, and we'll see that we'll see um, one of the Gonim says one of Shon says that Minim used to be Gones um, Megillus that they have a Masaris that are non uh, the Karoi was going to the Megillus and said, ah, oh, we just found a Gvaldic Medrash. He even puts Pirkeshir into that group. We'll see, we'll see tomorrow. But Akhaponim, it's important to understand that uh, that Agoda, like it says, is definitely part of Msaurus, 
what what we have Sifri Agada needs to be sifted into different the Okay.